Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello guys, this is Lydia, the lifestyle coach, and we are ending eating disorders using nothing but your brain. Let me just reiterate that, using nothing but your brain. That means that you don't need addictive medications, you don't need surgery, you don't need years and years of delving into past trauma, you don't need a whole host and crew to manage your eating disorder for the rest of your life, you don't need magic words or special crystals or to hypnotize yourself, nothing but your brain. Managing it, not trying to mitigate the damage, not trying to squeak by every day, not trying to control all of your life and try to avoid triggers. That means when you don't have an eating disorder anymore, you can have ups and downs in life. You can have hard things happen. You can have happy things happen. You can have changes happen and you still don't have an eating disorder. There is nothing on this planet that could happen that it would make sense I think I'll eat a whole bunch of food till it hurts and then hate myself for the next week and then start it all over again. Like those things are not connected anymore. Even if they've been connected for over 40 years, we specialize in helping women who have struggled for over 40 years with this. And in a handful of weeks using just their brain, they're able to be free and done. And we are talking about binge eating, bulimia, overeating, food obsession, body hate, self-loathing, stress, eating, compulsions, urges, whatever you want to call it. If you are treating food and interacting with food in a way that is hurting your life, then yeah, you can be done with it, done with it forever. And we've seen it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times from people who are out of integrity because they said they wouldn't eat something and then they keep on doing it and they're in a pattern, to people who could stop their heart in three different ways anytime they purge and despite being educated and amazing and a certified nutritionist or having their PhDs in the psychology of eating disorders that they're still binging and purging 14 times a day. Like all across the spectrum, it is the same root thing that when you end it, then it's done. It's really as simple as that. What we are going to talk about today is one of the most, oh man, this just sort of boils my blood. Because this issue that we're going to talk about would be a complete non-issue if people stop lying to you. All of this is based off of complete lies, BS. And when we believe it, then what happens is that it becomes this issue So we're just going to just take this eraser and I'm going to tell you the truth and we're going to undo all of the lies that you've been told about this because this is literally what perpetuates decades of an eating disorder because people believe this. And I get it. 
You're hearing it from people who you think they should know what they're talking about. But look at their track record. How many people have they actually ended their eating disorders? Ask them, do you believe that an eating disorder can be ended? And they will probably tell you, absolutely not. It is a disease that is going to be with you through your whole life. And it's because of this and this and this. And you, the better, the sooner you give up hope of ever fixing it, the better. Just plan to manage it for the rest of your life. Why are we accepting that? And I can understand it if it's like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I don't want to accept it. That's not super valid. But when it's like, oh, let's not accept it because we've seen the opposite hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. You guys, there is no one on this planet who could tell me that, that I would believe this now. Not just because I used to be in that experience, have an eating disorder, and now I am completely free from it and have no worry of ever going back to it. It's not just my experience. It's why would I ever believe that? Because I have seen the opposite hundreds of times. This incredible woman who's turned down from being in an eating disorder treatment center because the fifth time that she went back, because it had never worked before, they turned her away because her case was just too weird. And in like three weeks, we showed her how to be free and done from her eating disorder. We've had women that for 55 years straight have been binge eaters. And in less than six weeks of us working with them, they have no urges to binge anymore. We've seen people who are binging and purging 20 times a day who like that doesn't even make sense to anymore. People who are in their late 60s who thought that, no, this could never change. I've been doing this for too long. That go to the grocery store and that used to be such a traumatic thing because they would buy all these binge foods. And they're just like, I don't even really remember what that was like to shop for binge foods. Like that's what we've seen hundreds and hundreds of times. And you guys can go to LydiaVideo.com or LifeWithLydia.com and watch 70 videos and read 100 testimonials of all of these people who have gotten free. And we didn't like pay any of these people. These are not actors. These are not like, you know, somebody saying something on a video and then underneath it's like, this is a paid actor and this is just representing some of our clients. No, these are real people who have volunteered, who have literally said, this has saved my life. I am so bummed that other people in the world still believe the lies that I used to believe. Lydia, can I please share my story so that if I can help just one other person to not believe this, it would save their life. And the answer is yes. And it's so fun doing freedom stories. And by the way, shout out to all of our amazing grads and all of you amazing people who have done freedom stories. Just love you guys. This is just so much fun. But what we're going to talk about is the lies you have been told and the actual truth. And we know this because we have seen the opposite. We have seen these completely debunked over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. This idea of, I need my eating disorder. Ah, the worst. I need my eating disorder. And I can understand why you would feel that way. Because of what you think your eating disorder is. And that's where the lie is, you guys. If you knew what your eating disorder actually was, of course you wouldn't need it. It's just a needless insult to injury habit that you can break. Like you don't, you don't need your eating disorder. But when you think that your eating disorder is this whole host of things, then yeah, it feels scary to give up. And think of how awful that is. That because we've been thinking that our eating disorder is, and we'll fill in the blank in a minute, but we think our eating disorder is this or our eating disorder is that, that 
that feels hard. The thing, the lie that we believe that our eating disorder is, feels hard to give up. And so we don't give it up. We don't get the help that we need. We keep on perpetuating the cycle. We burn years and decades of our life because of this stupid lie. So we're gonna go through it line by line, buckle up. There are two things that we think our eating disorder is that are lies. One, we think that our eating disorders are, there's some huge barrier that we would have to overcome to end our eating disorder. And so then we don't fix it because we have this lie that we believe of like, oh, there's this huge barrier. Or we think that there's this benefit to our eating disorder that we, oh, well, we can't throw out the eating disorder because then we throw out this benefit. And both are absolute, complete lies. Okay, so sometimes we'll think, well, my eating disorder is the one good thing in my life. My eating disorder is the thing I look forward to. I'm so lonely. Food is all that I have. Food is my only friend. It's been my friend my whole life. Like, my, the food, the eating disorder, the binging is the one good thing in my life. And so I couldn't possibly give it up. This problem, this story completely goes away once you don't have an eating disorder anymore. And I've been there. Like, I remember that feeling of fear of like, there is nothing that I get more like craziness, like joy and excitement. And like, there's nothing that I get more of a buzz out of than eating a ton of food. But guess what happens when you don't have that urge toward food anymore and when it's not coming back and when you have peace around food, then you get to realize that you have lots of good things in your life. You have you, you have family, you have people that care about you. You have sunshine on a Sunday morning. You have a cup of coffee. You have like wonderful, wonderful things in your life. And it was actually the joy from all of those things that was sucked out of your life because food was artificially put on this pedestal of the best thing ever. No, food is not your friend. Food is an inanimate object. You've got real friend. Okay, the belief that if I let it go, I will immediately and uncontrollably gain weight. It's the belief that all that keeps me under control, trying to let that go is super hard. I was gonna talk about this later, but I'm gonna talk about it right now, cause we're right here. Tiffany, this is such an important thing because of course that feels hard. Of course it feels hard. If somebody walked up to anyone and said, hey, by the way, if you have this thing improve in your life, you're gonna gain 50 or 100 pounds and it's gonna be out of control and you're gonna have to live obese for the rest of your life. Well, that just feels terrifying now, doesn't it? So terrifying that it would keep us from doing what we need to to end our eating disorder. The lie here, and then the truth on the other side of it, the lie is that your eating disorder is managing your weight, that your eating disorder is controlling your weight. Here is the truth, that every time that you go into a pattern of restriction with food, you have a 33% chance of permanently pushing up your set point weight, which means that no matter what you do, that your set point weight, no matter how much you starve yourself or how much you exercise or whatever, that your low keeps on getting higher and higher. You see this over time with dieting. It's like, oh, wow, I was able to get down to 120 pounds. And that's like, oh, if I could only get down to 150 pounds, it's like, oh, if I could only get under 200, because it's the temporary that's part of it. Your eating disorder may temporarily manipulate your weight, but it's permanently 
making you heavier and heavier. And the eating disorder is because we're trying to make up for what we're doing with food. So let's just think of this. If you struggle with binge eating, for instance, if you're struggling with binge eating, then, oh, well, I have to keep on restricting. I have to keep on restricting to, to try to make up for the binge eating and all the extra calories. But just imagine if you weren't binging anymore. Whoa. If there's nothing to make up for, think of what that does to your health. Think of what that does to your weight when you're not binging anymore. When you're not pushing up your set point weight by trying to restrict and make up for the binge. And when you're not increasing your weight by loading in all these extra calories and destroying your metabolism with a binge eating. Ending the eating disorder is the healthiest thing that you can do. And this idea that this is going to be a long-term thing, like your body will keep on fighting back. Your body will make you extremely hungry. It will drive up the cravings. You will become obsessed with food. You'll just be thinking about it all the time. And if you guys are experiencing this, these are all signs that you're in the cycle of this is disordered eating. So what happens is that when you end the eating disorder, when you don't have all these cravings, when you have peace with food, where you're just normally eating, then your body can learn to actually trust you. You start having a metabolism again because your body's not scared all the time and trying to store all of the fat from any little bit of calorie that you can get in because it's so scared of being starved. Your body starts to trust you again. So you can go out and have dessert with friends. You can have a glass of wine or two or three out with your, your buddies. And the scale doesn't jump up 10 pounds the next day because you have a metabolism. You're just like, oh, I have all of this energy because I ate a Danish. Like those are the things that normal eaters get to experience. So you have your metabolism that comes back and your body isn't freaked out about starving again. And so it doesn't see the need to put on all of this extra weight and you can naturally get to your set point weight. So the really the, the way <laughs> that your body goes out of control and keeps on gaining more and more weight is if you continue on the same path with your eating disorder. Yes, it may temporarily keep you thinner. It may temporarily do that, but the day comes for everyone where their body's just done. And I just, I say this with all of the love to you guys, is that it doesn't matter how thin or how fat you are, if you're dead, and if you are purging, there are three different ways anytime that you purge that your heart can stop, instant death. And so when you think like, oh, well, I've done something, I've eaten all of this, I've got to do something about it, I've got to purge. It's like, well, this fight for thinness doesn't matter if you're dead. When did it become, and I know we could go into a history lesson about this, but I'll just ask the question, when did it become more important to be thin than to be alive. And what is the truth is that how we feel about our bodies, like you can be what society would call thin and loathe and hate your body and just hate it all day long and not be able to stand it and not want to be seen in pictures. And you can be 50 pounds heavier than that and feel way more calm and happy about your body. Because how we feel about ourselves and our bodies doesn't have to do with our bodies. It has to do with our own mentality and how we approach ourselves. You can be miserable no matter what size you're at and you can be happy no matter what size you're at. 
Now, there are certain like ways that society treats people who are certain sizes. And yes, there are health consequences of obesity or that's anyway, no, I'm not even going to say that because that's like, that is a much deeper question. But there are, there are health things that can come up that are correlated with being at a higher weight. But realize that when you are at an unnaturally raised weight from where your set point is, it's, it's because you've been restricting. You've been teaching your body to get heavier and heavier. Normal eaters don't just go up and up and up in weight, like when they're not teaching their bodies to do that. There are some exceptions, like there are some medications and you know, some you know, hormonal things can happen, but a lot of times those hormonal things are caused by the eating disorder and all of the stress hormones in your body all the time. Stress hormones teach your body to gain weight because that barrier of like, oh no, I can't give up my eating disorder because I'll gain all this weight. You must be okay with gaining weight if you are going to continue with your eating disorder. You've just got to own that right now. Like you don't decide on the consequence of your eating disorder and the consequences that eventually you break your metabolism, you rapidly gain weight. We've coached people who they have stayed with their eating disorder to try to manage their weight for two decades. And now without changing anything about their eating disorder, like they're not like eating more, or eating less, like they're gaining 10 pounds a week with no changing in their eating habits. Their metabolism, their body was just done. Another barrier that comes up is, who would I be without my eating disorder? Oh, it's so much a part of my identity. And, you know, everybody knows me as the one who's suffering from an eating disorder. And, you know, this is just who I am. And who am I outside of this? And what if I don't like the person that I really am? So let's just be clear. With the literally hundreds of people that we have freed from this, never once, and I am talking never once, a lot of times there are exceptions to things, right? Like I could say rarely, but I can flat out tell you never once ever, ever, ever have we freed someone from their eating disorder and they said, I don't like myself free. I don't like myself calm. I don't like myself just being a normal eater and not having an eating disorder anymore. I was so much cooler with an eating disorder. I liked myself so much more suffering every day. Man, I want to go back to that. Those were the good old days. Never, ever, ever, ever has that happened. Never. It's like, it's one of those things where in suffering, in misery, having an eating disorder, you don't become this whole different person. You are still you. You've been you. And when somebody tells you like, or you tell yourself, oh, my identity is my eating disorder. Like that's just who I am. No, it's not. You are a human being with a personality and with a humor and with likes and dislikes. And a, you are a worthy human being. And you're just a person who is in so much suffering from your eating disorder that you've lost track of who you really are. But who you really are has been there all along. And when you remove the eating disorder, you just get to enjoy that person. It's not like this big shift and it's like, oh no, I'm gonna randomly draw from a hat and find out what my personality is. Like, it's still there. You just get to enjoy it and love it and be in a place where you can get to know yourself. It is so fun to see the women that we coach and the men that we coach being able to be like, oh, wow, I like this and I don't like this and I thought that I like this, but that was just because of my eating disorder. And this is what I really enjoy doing. And like, oh wow, like this is what I like about my career. I don't like about my career. Like, 
you can actually take a look at your life and be like, oh, this is, this is a real thing. Like I, it used to be part of your identity that you loved that blankie. It used to be part of your identity that you wet the bed all the time. It used to be part of your identity that like you just wouldn't stop crawling in the cupboards and pulling everything out. Wow, what an identity. But guess what? When that went away, you grew up, it was still you. You just say like, oh, I can't even quite remember what it was like to want a pacifier all the time. Like, it's really just as simple as that. That makes it a really hard choice, right? It's like, oh, wow, well, I don't want to have my eating disorder, but I also don't want to have to do a complete overhaul, forgive everybody that I'm mad at, completely change my career, leave my relationship, move to a different city. That seems hard. So I guess no, it is a completely artificial black or white, either or. And I, it's not about going from one extreme of hurting yourself to another extreme of hurting yourself. Please let us know like, if you want help. You guys, you can go to lydialifestyle.com slash session. Where we are going to get you the foundation of freedom and get you on track with this and see so you're super clear on next steps of how to solve this. And so I just want to remind you guys, like... Yes, like you, you have help and support with this. That's why people come to us because they don't want to waste another 10 years of life trying to figure out something that they're not able to figure out. Or maybe like they're putting pieces together. Like I'm reading all of these books and I'm listening to all these YouTube videos and I'm like squeaking by with just like one little bit of information and this little bit and then these two things contradict each other. Like time is important. You don't get that back. And the people who come to us are like, I don't want to spend the next decade trying to figure this out. Like, I just want to know how to end this. And that's exactly what we do. All right, so look at it this way. If you feel sad and you stab yourself in the hand with a fork as hard as you can, I guarantee you'll feel different. You will, you're going to feel different. The sadness will not have quite the same quality. Your hand will hurt so much that yes, it will change your state. But the sadness is not going away. You're just distracting from that sadness for a limited amount of time. And then you're dealing with all of the sadness plus so many other problems. Now you've got a hurt hand. Now you're questioning why you hurt yourself. Now you're really upset. And so it just turns into like this huge emotional thing. What would happen if when you were sad, instead of stabbing yourself in the hand with a fork, you were just sad, like all the normal eaters out there that are sad? I guarantee, I promise you, that the other way to have that state change, to have that sadness change, is to just wait. There are even better things to do than that. There are lots of great ways to manage your emotions. But one thing that you could just do is to wait. And if you don't have this compulsion around food and you're not hurting yourself with that, it makes it a lot easier. So I just want you to see how much no sense this makes. And I understand it's like, oh, well, yeah, but when I, when I'm sad, I have these urges to binge. Well, that's because you put those things together. It's because you fired and wired together every time that you're sad that you have these urges to binge. I mean, we literally teach our clients on the first day of working with them, how to disconnect those things. Because when you can just feel sad and be sad 
and then that goes away, it's really empowering. And when you don't have an urge to binge around that sadness, well then, it just makes it way better. But let's make, make no mistake here. Binging, purging, dieting, restricting, like eating a bunch of food, drinking a gallon of diet soda, like those things are not, like, you're not dealing with your emotions. You're dealing with your emotions as much as you were stabbing your hand with a fork. It's like, yes, you will feel different after eating 10,000 almonds. Of course you're gonna feel different, but you don't make the sadness go away. Then you just have to deal with the sadness with everything on top of that. And I understand that emotions can be hard, but you're not making them easier. You're making them harder. It's like, I think this problem is hard. I want five more problems on top of this problem. That just doesn't make sense. You're not dealing with your emotions. So those are a whole bunch of lies that we believe that our eating disorder is about, and it's just simply not. Then we're gonna look at the barriers, right? The, the lies that people think that they have to overcome in order to end their eating disorder. And that barrier seems so big that we just get so overwhelmed and so exhausted that we just go right back to our eating disorder. And these are also complete lies. And honestly, this first one makes me really angry because it takes people who have been hurt and treated badly and it just puts insult to injury. It's a horribly cruel thing. We just, we have to stop saying this, especially to women who have been traumatized or raped or abused. We tell people this is a complete lie, you guys. We've proven this false over and over and over hundreds of times. We tell people that you have to delve into your past trauma and resolve all of that before you can have a hope of fixing your eating disorder. That is a really hard ask because bad things happen. And we have coached so many women that come to us that say, like I've had, I've had decades of incest. I've been horribly raped. I've been off, like abused in horrible ways. And I just never could feel like I was strong enough or had the courage to like upheave my whole life and feel so horribly emotionally every day because I'm delving into this past trauma. Like I have a family to take care of and I have a career that I'm working on. And like, I don't want to be a blubbering mess and dive into all this right now. And so I guess I'll just try to tackle this some other time. And it just feels like a bigger and bigger and bigger obstacle. I'm looking you in the eye right now, you do not have to dive into one piece of past trauma. Your issue with food has nothing to do with how somebody else hurt you. That was their wrong. That is not okay. It is not acceptable. And how dare someone tell you that you have to dive into all of that if you don't want to. And if you want to, wonderful. What an amazing journey. But to put that as a barrier of you have to keep hurting yourself with food until you go back and revisit all of these horrendous details? No. No, you don't have to. And yes, we coach a lot of women who have been through horrible trauma because we coach a lot of women. Women especially go through awful trauma and abuse. 
and it's not okay. But the reason that we know about this is because we have our clients thank us over and over. We had a wonderful woman. She was in her late 60s. She'd been struggling with this for over 50 years. She had lived with decades of like incest and rape and really awful things that happened when she was young. You know what she'd been told? She'd been told, oh yeah, you developed this binge eating because you were trying to protect yourself by making yourself really heavy and morbidly obese to try to protect yourself from being hurt. And all these years later, where literally the person who hurt you is dead now, all these years later, that person still has total control of your life. That person still has their clutches on you because look, you're still trying to protect yourself. Even though that person can't hurt you anymore, you're still trying to protect yourself by binging and keeping yourself heavy. That had kept her in her eating disorder almost her entire life. And she came to us and we didn't know that about her. We didn't ask that about her because it doesn't matter. That's, that's personal. It doesn't matter to getting free. It matters like in life, like of course, like she shouldn't be treated that way, but we just showed her how to end her eating disorder. So she wasn't binging anymore. So she wasn't hurting herself anymore. And this is how we find out this stuff. You guys, we have our clients come to us and say, thank you. She said, thank you so much. It is an incredible weight off my shoulders to know that I was never doing this because I was broken. I was never doing this because somebody else hurt me. I was never trying to make myself heavy to protect myself. She's like, I would just ended up being heavy because I was binge eating. And yeah, I started binge eating because of some stress, but that's not why I'm doing it 50 years later. And it's such a weight off my shoulders to know that I'm free, that I'm, that I'm done with this and that it had nothing to do with that trauma. We have women that their lives are at stake because of their eating disorders. And their biggest thank you isn't even about, it's thank you for showing me how to not have an eating disorder anymore. It's thank you for letting me know that I wasn't broken, that I wasn't damaged somehow because of what someone else did to me that I can just be done with my eating disorder. We've had women that are just like, you know what? Like that horrible thing happened a long time ago and it's not okay, but I honestly don't wanna relive it over and over. And I'm not ready to go back and look at that. Like I wanna take care of my kids. I wanna focus on how good my life is now and I don't wanna go and dig all of that up again. I just wanted to fix my eating disorder. And so that's what they get to do. Yeah. Let's stop telling people that. Let's stop saying like, horrible things like, oh man, we've had women told this. Well, you simply can't hope to be done with your eating disorder. You simply can't hope to have anything better until you forgive the person that hurt you. On what planet? Like, why on earth? Do I have to forgive somebody that hurt me? And if you want to forgive somebody, wonderful. Forgiveness is great. But why on earth is that a prerequisite to me not shoving a bunch of food in my face and then feeling horrible about it afterwards? Why are those things connected? They're not. You don't have to forgive anyone. You don't have to go through all this past trauma again. You don't have to do any of that. It's about the food. Obviously it's about the food. It's the picking up the food and putting it in your mouth and feeling out of control about that. If that stopped, that would stop. 
If you stopped obsessing about it in your brain, that would stop. And when we stop those two things, you don't have an eating disorder anymore. When those compulsions don't come back, you don't have an eating disorder anymore. And it has nothing to do with what somebody did to you 50 years ago. And we've got to stop telling people this. Because, yeah, it's a big barrier. Yeah, it feels hard to dig all of that up and to forgive somebody that you're not ready to forgive. Cool. You don't ever have to be ready to forgive them. If you want to, great. If not, great. Either way, let's get you free from your eating disorder. The other barrier is that people are told that if you don't have food to cope with your emotions, and I hope we debunked that, if you don't have food to cope with your emotions, then you're just going to have to feel horrible. You're just going to have to be in this like never-ending emotional turmoil and pain, and you're just going to have to sit through it, and it's just going to be an eternity of it, and you're just going to have to feel all of those feelings, and you're probably going to just pass out or have a panic attack or like have an emotional breakdown because man those things are so horrible so you've got to have all of these other coping strategies as if there's like this this big like building emotional thing that you've been staving off by if i just eat enough chocolate i won't have to feel this way and then until you build like 20 years worth of coping mechanisms and skills. Wow, unless I can have my emotion and be able to diffuse it, unless I can have my emotion and just feel it, unless I can be okay with feeling horrible all the time, unless I can take a bath and do stress relief and go for a walk and have all these list of things to do, until I am able to manage this onslaught of horrible, heart-wrenching, awful feelings, then I've got to, what, keep on doing that with food you're not doing that with food in the first place you're not dealing with those emotions with food you're just changing your state and then dealing with those emotions later with all of the rest of the stuff we already said that guess what you could have zero coping mechanisms think of all of the people you guys think of all of the people in the world that you know that are just emotionally unstable like they can't handle their emotions. They just are super dramatic. Like they just can't deal with it at all. They're lashing out at people. They obviously don't have coping mechanisms. They're obviously not super zen with all of their emotions. They're obviously not really adjusted and mature. But guess what they're also not doing? They're also not binging. Just look at that for a minute. Why is it that you have to reach this Zen state of enlightenment before you can give up your binge eating? What if you just dealt with whatever emotion comes along and it's going to be way easier than when you were binge eating? In fact, everything is going to get easier when you're not hurting yourself with food anymore. It's so cool. It's super easy. It's way easier to, I'll put in quotes, manage emotions when you're not making those emotions worse. People all over the world have been like not dying from their emotions. You could just do nothing, have zero, zero new coping mechanisms and just stop the binging and watch what happens. We've seen people get off of depression medication and anxiety medication. We don't tell them to do that. They just don't need it anymore. And they celebrate with us. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to my therapist anymore. And I'm off of all of my anxiety meds because guess why I was anxious and depressed? my eating disorder, because I was out of control, because I was binging every day, because I knew that I was hurting myself. 
that was the reason that I felt so bad. And guess what? When I stopped doing that, I didn't feel bad anymore. Like that was the cause of all of these issues. And then there's all of the other ridiculous barriers like, oh, well, you can't even hope to manage this until you accept this God. You can't hope to manage this until you forgive all these people. You can't hope to manage this until you reach this level of spirituality. You can't hope to manage this until you get to a certain weight. You can't hope to manage this until you balance all of your hormones and go on this $100,000 ride of all of these naturopaths and take all of these supplements and try to balance this and that. You can't, like, it's just not true. This is what it comes down to, plain and simple. You have a problem with food. In your mind and in your actions, you have a habit of thought and a habit of action around food. And you can break that habit, and we've done it hundreds and hundreds of times, we know exactly how to do it. And you break that habit so that in the moment when you feel that urge to binge, you can melt it away and it has no power over you, and then you keep that urge to binge from coming back. And in a few weeks, you can have everything you need to break that habit and be done and free. And all of the things that we listed are completely invalid to your journey of freedom. And guess what? Once you fix this issue with food, then you can, we have this happen all the time. Now that I don't have an eating disorder that I'm trying to keep my head above water all the time, I've actually gone back and I've forgiven these people. Wow, I'm able to manage my emotions in such a better way. Wow, I've had such amazing health spring up for me. Like now I can go to the doctor and take care of these things. Like you have more space for all of that once your eating disorder is over. And if you want that for yourself, so if you guys want to be free and done with this for the rest of your life, if you're so tired of being lied to, if you're so tired of spending years of your life based off of ridiculous, untrue information, and you just want to be done with your eating disorder, pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. You can book a free breakthrough session with us. We're going to walk you through exactly the foundation of freedom show you how to get to the other side of this or direct you to who can help you. We're going to get really clear so you know next steps of how to solve this. And then we go from there. There is absolute freedom available for you. You're not an addict. You don't have anything in your way. You don't have to go and do all of these hard things. Yeah, change is hard, but it's a lot easier than all the things that we listed that are just completely false barriers. So this is Lydia, the lifestyle coach, and signing off. Mwah. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!